The Geek Therapy Network is holding a special giveaway where you can win two games from Manga Cat Studios on retro cartridges, one for SNES and one for Sega Genesis. One of the games is called Fork Parker's Crunchout, and it's a collaboration between Mega Cat, Devolver Digital, and Take This, with part of the proceeds going to support Take This's ongoing mental health efforts in the gaming community. Visit geektherapy.com slash giveaway to enter. You can learn more about the game at megacatstudios.com. Welcome to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network. My name is Josue Cardona with Lara Taylor. Hey! Bonus episode! Bonus! Deadpool 2. Let's do this. Full spoilers, it's our reaction discussion episode. Um, why? Because, listeners, you're, you're our friends. And we know that sometimes you don't have people around who you can talk to about the movie. And, you know, sometimes you want to hear what we think. So again, full spoilers for, for Deadpool 2 if you haven't watched it. Save it for later if you haven't watched it. And, and come back, check in, let us know what you thought. So bonus episode between uh, all the other stuff that we're doing uh, for Mental Health Month. So, real quick, uh, I guess, initial reactions How'd you like the movie? Oh my god, it's amazing! But it's Deadpool, so of course it's amazing. I was laughing the whole time. It was hilarious. Oh man, there were jokes on jokes on jokes, and uh, because I saw it in Puerto Rico, and there were subtitles. Even the jokes in the subtitles were <laughs> like they changed them completely in ways that uh, were were incredible. And I'll, I'll I'll bring them up as as we go. Oh, I loved it too. Just jokes on jokes on jokes. Uh, so good, so good, but also very thought provoking and, and very uh, serious. Even though there's jokes serious. on jokes on jokes on the serious stuff, yeah, which yeah, I yeah, think yeah. is part of the the charm of Deadpool. Yeah, I haven't watched the first one, and I guess since it came out, um, I saw it on Me video either. when it came out of video. Yeah, but I don't remember like Deadpool being so nice. Like he cares, he cares a lot. <laughs> Uh, like the whole thing with Russell, that whole, like, so early on we, we see, first of all, okay. So it pretty much starts with him trying to kill himself. Yeah. And that's one way to start a movie. And, and failing. And he says straight out in the beginning of the movie that he's going to die in the movie. Yeah. Like yeah, they're yeah. making fun of everyone's, uh, like sadness over Logan dying in uh in logan um and he's like well if you can do it then i'm gonna do it again so he starts he starts by killing himself or trying to kill himself because he he lost his girlfriend at the beginning that scene like when he lost his girlfriend again it's like jokes 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 and then like that part where he where he just grabbed the guy yeah you know and then i was like what's happening like he's he's like so distraught by what just happened he's embracing this guy and then like part of me is thinking he's having a moment here like he doesn't know what to do and then they throw you the curveball <laughs> i thought he was gonna like rip him in half or something um of course that uh, ripping in half of someone doesn't happen until later in the movie he, he just jumps in front of the of the truck it's like mm-hmm. damn yeah holy shit yeah. so so i mean that part was like uh, i was i was shocked that they killed her at the beginning and right I think I mean I love the the James Bond uh, intro with the fake uh, with the names right that are aren't actual names it's just descriptions of people. And they did something similar with the first one, yeah, uh, with yeah, the names yeah. that weren't real names. Um, yeah, but it yeah the, I did notice, and then there was like the the stuff like they added the fluffy bear 
into <laughs> it that was that comes into play later in the movie. Um, and then the what was it the the cheese knife? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that that he used to kill a guy. Well, it's like I didn't notice what was happening at the beginning. I was just like, oh, the credits, and I'm looking at the James Bond imagery. But then I realized, I think I missed the first two lines that were like, did they really, did they really just kill her? Yeah. <laughs> Is she <Yeah>. really dead? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, that was that was good. So the like the biggest the biggest comedy of like the year probably the first thing that happens you're dealing with a death um, yeah 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 i mean that, that whole beginning right is dealing with a death also that's that song that's the Celine Dion song have you seen the music video for that song yes <laughs> <laughs> when he comes out in the heels oh that's so good oh. that is so good yeah so i mean i mean uh, the stuff that kind of really jumped out at me was when like he's like he's so he's like taking it really hard right he's grieving um colossus is trying to be uh, a good friend and then when he goes out on that mission and when he finds russell and he sees russell and he he realizes like man like that kid's been abused you know he uses those words that kid's been abused like his initial reaction is just to start shooting people in the head right let's just kill everybody (laughs) i well he is he is like a hitman like he, he is. He's this a is contract true. killer. He uh He is a mercenary. Yep. The merc with the mouth and he definitely used his mouth and uh killed some people. Shit. Like what what did you think of that part? Like when when that happened I was like, "Well, I need to talk to Lara about this." Uh, what did I think about? I don't think murder is the answer. <laughs> um but I think So as a therapist that works with teenagers that that um, live you, in you do not in, advocate yeah, for yeah, for no. this type of yeah, yeah, gotcha. And this, no. and just to be clear, this doesn't happen in in like group homes or orphanages or places like that, right? Um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say it doesn't. Like that probably doesn't happen. I mean, they're torturing these kids, and actually, oh no, no, I meant, I meant oh, like, like superheroes, superheroes coming in, like, coming killing, and killing people. people. Absolutely kill not. Abusers, that doesn't yeah. happen in real <laughs> group homes. No, um, <laughs> definitely not superheroes coming to kill people. Um, gotcha. I did find it interesting the way that the this uh they don't call it a group home it's like a rehab for young mutants or something like that it it had parallels to conversion therapy for me absolutely um and having worked in a group home uh i was like this is horrible like (laughs) this is horrible and i know there are group homes out there that are great and there are some that are the reasons that there are such strict regulations on group homes and they may not do things in the right way. But this is like way over the top, like electrocuting kids and berating them and telling them that they are demon spawn and like stuff like that. So, um, Yeah. yeah, but I did feel like regardless of, whether a, a kid in, in foster care that's living in a group home is in one of the, the better group homes or one that's kind of shady, um, I feel no matter what, they could probably relate to the feeling that these people are treating them that way. Even when you're living in a place where it, it's a well-maintained house and the, and the staff are caring, you're away from home and it feels like no one cares about you. Um, yeah. Or it can. And I think that even... If you're in a situation where it's it's like 
idyllic in a group home, it may feel like no one cares and they're just telling you what to do and they're screaming at you. Um, maybe like, yeah. So I think, I think it's a good, I think it's a good, uh, a good representation of what it might feel like for a kid. Russell's age. Also Russell, um, the whole time I'm always like, is he related? Is the actor related to rebel Wilson? Like the whole time. (laughs) Oh, I don't think he is, but like just the way he, talked and moved reminded yeah. me <laughs> i was like he's channeling her yeah 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 yeah, hmm. Hmm. yeah i hadn't thought that of uh, that well i mean as far as media matters goes like i i can't think of a single time when i've seen a good representation of a group home which is which is really sad the fosters um, i'm just saying fosters has a good one yep the fosters is a, is a fosters a group home or is it just a, a foster it's a, it's a home? foster home but at one point one of the characters goes to a group home for girls and it was, and it's run by uh, Rosie O'Donnell. <laughs> really, and it's it's a good representation, I think. I think I think you. This is like the hundredth episode in a row you've mentioned the Fosters. I love that, I love that show, and <laughs> I haven't watched the latest season, but I love I love that show. It's got good representation of like everything. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So I mean that 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 scene where we we know, or not that I mean yeah that scene where Deadpool is like he's so angry at what's happening to this kid mm-hmm. i mean i can i can definitely relate to that part of it i'm like no absolutely not like i'm i've never thought of killing the people who who are like abusive at a at a in a home but but um, the anger is there the anger is real yeah yeah like you want you want to do something you know and mm-hmm. and of course like the things that happened in to, to russell are Horrible, you know, so much worse than anything that that uh, any of the clients I've ever worked with um, went through that I know of, like because mm-hmm. uh, of course this is like superhero extremes of torture um, and and abuse. It's uh, it's pretty messed up. Like that th- that part of the movie is dark, right? But because of the the humor of the movie, I think it balances everything perfectly. Like you can touch on those really heavy dark topics and make it palatable with the humor. In a way that I think for some people, it still sticks like, oh, wow, that kid was really abused. Like you see like the burn marks or whatever on his neck from the electrocution. Yeah. You know, when you watch a movie and you really want somebody in the movie to die, Mm -hmm. whether it's the bad guy or somebody who's doing something horrible, like you want something bad to happen to them or to be hurt or something like that. Yeah. Like this movie didn't even give me the chance to think that. Like Deadpool just went and killed him or just started killing them. I thought that was that was uh impactful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a scene that's a scene that kind of like stayed with me the most and the one that I've that I've thought about the most. That and Juggernaut getting electrocuted up the butt. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, no, I mean the just just so funny. I thought it was it was Juggernaut at the bottom. Oh, um, I totally knew it was Juggernaut. You knew it was him. I, okay, I yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. yeah, that's gotta be Juggernaut. I was be. hoping it was him because, like, when he's like foreshadowing, and I'm like, damn, like it's gotta be somebody we know or somebody that's super popular for it to to mean something. And who's that big? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it could have been like uh, you know a new character or something like that. But oh man, that was that was so good. There were so many things happening in that movie that I, I'm sure I missed. Like when the X-Men showed up in the mansion, 
Oh, that was so funny. Which, of course, doesn't make sense because those are the ones from like the younger years. Like they look like they do in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Basically, right? <laughs> in 2018, which is funny. But when they showed up, I, I didn't even see everybody that was there. I had to look it up afterwards because I saw Professor X in the corner. I saw Quicksilver and then I saw Beast closing the door. So I didn't like it was so fast that I didn't realize if there were other people there. Did you see anybody else? Those are the only ones I saw, but I bet they're all in there. We just um, gotta I think, like I slow think frame only, it. <laughs> I think the only other person is Cyclops. That's what I read. Okay. There's only four of them. So, but I I didn't see him at all. <laughs> I mean, like I knew, like it seemed like other people were there, but it was just too quick. Here's a question: Do you think that was really them there, or do you think it was like cut from, I th- from something else? I think it was really them. I mean, they got Brad Pitt to play the Vanisher. So that's that's my next question. <laughs> was that really Brad Pitt or was that just like a picture of Brad Pitt? It was really Brad Pitt. They, so they he, credited him. He, it was Brad Pitt. Wolverine's in the movie, but Wolverine's in the movie. It's just a scene from X-Men Origins. Right. It's not actually Wolverine But in they the don't movie. have a scene of Brad Pitt. No, but there's anything. like footage and pictures. Like it look because it looks so funny when they do it. It it looks like his head is photoshopped on top of a of a body. It doesn't Maybe. look like it's really him there. Maybe. But it could be him. I don't know. But I died when I saw uh, <laughs> when it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> My friend leaned over and was like, was that Brad Pitt? And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> and then at the end, yeah. we're like, it was Brad Pitt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend was the same way. She's just grabbing it. She's like, was that Brad Pitt? <laughs> <laughs> it was too, too good. Like he goes, like he straight up just calls uh, Cable Thanos. Oh, he, that was so funny. I was, that was that was incredible. That was he just there was like no they got he, they got permission to say all sorts of stuff. They got permission movies. to say a whole bunch of stuff about um the DC universe or they just did yeah. it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't think they needed permission for that one. Like uh, I think they just did uh, having another hero whose mom's name is Martha too. Oh my god. That was that was so- <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Um, and then but, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was. I mean, there's just too many jokes. It was. It was so good. There were. There were. Uh, I, I guess uh, along those lines, the other thing that really shocked me was the after credit scene where Deadpool shoots Ryan Reynolds in the head as he's reading the script for Green Lantern. Yep. That seemed like they must have needed permission from someone mm-hmm. to do that one. Right? I think like that. So. That doesn't seem like something you can just. Uh, do and uh, like you know ask forgiveness later that was incredible (laughs) (laughs) that whole sequence was great shoot yourself as deadpool in uh the wolverine origins movie and be like let's pretend like that never happened (laughs) which the x-men universe is really the first series of movies that has that has done that Mm -hmm. i know that they want to do that now with um so the next Terminator is supposed to be a direct sequel to Terminator 2. Hmm. So it'll ignore 3 and <laughs> the other two that came after. Salvation and uh forgot the other one. There's been 3 after 2. They want to ignore those. Mm-hmm. And they want to do the same thing with, oh, what's the other series? Oh, Alien. They want to make a direct sequel to Alien 2 also. They want to ignore 3 and 4 huh. and, just, and just make a sequel to, to 2. I think that one's like kind of fallen through. But. I, I saw a preview for Predator. Uh, mm-hmm. That one, this. I'm not sure how it falls in 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 all of that. It's yeah. I feel like it might be an actual sequel, like in the same world. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, the new Halloween movie ignores uh, a whole bunch of them. 
the new Halloween movie is a direct sequel to the original Halloween, I think. It's a Jamie Lee Curtis is on board to play the character that, and she's already died in the series before. Right. <laughs> in another movie. So she's just going to play a sequel to the original. They're also going to like ignore, I don't know how they're going to start doing this. They're just going to ignore the fact that like, well, I guess they would jump years or something because she's a lot older now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's like, you know, like 30 years later or something like that. But the, the movies, I don't know, you know, so like X-Men Days of Future Past, I, I loved it because it, it, basically deleted X-Men 3 from well, existence. And it did it in continuity. Like, it made sense. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. instead yep. of just ignoring everything that yeah. happened, so that- and then a thing happened that made it not happen. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Or like um, uh, like the Star Trek films, they, they're a separate timeline. Right. right. There's an event that happens at the beginning, and then officially we're, we're in a separate timeline, and the other timeline still exists, but we don't, we don't care what happens there because we're our own timeline. I'm cool with that, too. But like, X-Men is just irreverent completely. This is, the th- is this the third time that we see Juggernaut, or the s- second? I think it's only th- the second. Only the second, right? So he was in, was he in Origins. He was in Origins. No, he's in three. He's in three, okay. Yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. See, th- I don't want to ignore that movie because that's the one with I'm the Juggernaut, bitch. I know it is, <laughs> <laughs> and and that Juggernaut, like, it was impressive, right? Having Kitty Pride running through the walls and him running right through the walls <laughs> was um, pretty cool. But uh, yeah, this was like comic book um, Juggernaut in this movie, and he got electrocuted up the butt. Up the butt. That's how they do it in Russia. According to Colossus. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, no. So speaking of that that ending, right, um, it reminded me of our conversation around Infinity War where we we didn't go too deep into it, but we said, like, we're assuming that all these characters that died are going to come back. Mm-hmm. Does it take anything away from them coming back in the next movie? Does it take anything away from them dying now? And Deadpool, of course, like, flips that on his head. It's like the whole movie, you're dealing with the death from the very beginning. And you know that he's going to die. And you know um, he's going to die. He says, I'm going to die in this movie. True, true, true. But like, <laughs> again, but like we know X-Force is coming. So that doesn't, that, that isn't a big of a deal. But like, yeah. we're, but the emotional, like there isn't an emotional weight to him dying necessarily. Because you know he's not going to. I, but I, I still think that last scene with him, uh, his death scene that went on forever <laughs> and, and it was it, that was funny, but it did have some. Uh, I mean, my wife was crying, uh, and and I teared up a little bit. Just like the fact that he sacrificed this guy who claims he doesn't give a shit. Mm-hmm. He died for this kid. The and, guy who claims he doesn't give a shit, but obviously does because he's suffering Vanessa's loss and he's trying to save this kid. Yeah, yeah. And then so he sacrifices himself for this kid and has a chance to to be saved. And he's like, nope, just let it happen. Just let it happen. Um, that I, there was an impact for that, and I think, and the and the fact is that even though he doesn't die in the end, because Cable sticks that lead token where the bullet would go, I think it is impactful because you can see Russell. He he still has that same feeling of you were going to sacrifice yourself for me, and that changed his whole perspective. Someone cares about me. Someone would risk themselves for me. Holy shit, I can trust this guy. And that changed his whole path and made him not the rampant killer that he becomes later in the future and doesn't anymore because of time travel. 
So Deadpool's death did mean something for the like two seconds it happened. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm gonna walk it back a little bit. Okay. <laughs> I, I I'm not saying that it didn't matter. Uh but like I, I know he's gonna be back. I know he's not going to actually die. Right. Um part of it like he wants to die because like as much as it's it may seem self-sacrificing, he's been trying to die this entire movie. He yeah. doesn't want to be alive. But let's assume that everybody felt uh, his death um, with with such impact, uh, and and it was like really really a big deal, right? So that for that one moment, um, I said that super long moment, right? That <laughs> that super one that long out. one moment. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm dead. Oh, God. No, I'm not. I'm here. And you think maybe they'll do it like once or twice. No. It's like three or four times. (laughs) Yep. He keeps going. Um, So so then so we have him come back immediately afterward. Mm -hmm. But then and not only that, again, he's he has. okay. so he has that scene with Vanessa where she's like, it's not your time yet. And he gets sucked back out. And she tells him not to fuck Colossus. Which I loved. <laughs> I loved that. Oh. But like, so again, so so there's this weight to Vanessa's death mm-hmm. from the very beginning. But then right at the end, he saves her. He saves, uh, so like Cable saves him. Then he saves Vanessa. And he saves pretty much everybody except Shatterstar because Shatter, Shatterstar is horrible, right? Um, and he he saves everybody. He saves the day. And... I, I realize like it doesn't take away anything from the weight of everything that happened before it. No. So I mean, I, I guess we have our answer like <laughs> to that question that we had for Infinity War. I always felt like, well, you know, is it is it going to really affect uh, these deaths here now? And I think having a year in between um, is like, very different than having it happen two minutes later. Yeah. Well, and and I think with Infinity War, you have that added like you don't know which ones are going to come back. You don't know who's going to come back, and you're watching you're still watching everyone else grieve because they don't know there's a new, another movie where people are going to come back. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And that grief is as real as it can be for a fictional story. Yeah. And that's the same with this. Um, throughout the whole movie, Deadpool doesn't know what's going to happen. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know Deadpool's going to come back. And it's still, the pain for them is still there. Especially Russell holding his hand for that really long time. <laughs> There's a, uh, uh, I really like the fact that there was the happiest possible ending at the end of this movie. Like every good thing that could have happened, happened. All the kids were saved. Russell was saved. He didn't become a bad guy. We know that hope exists in the future. The wife was saved. Cable is going to stick around to have more adventures. Deadpool didn't die. Vanessa's alive. Peter's alive. You know, it's like, okay. So it's like a super happy ending. And now I want that from Avengers. I want... <laughs> you want everybody to live and you're going to be sad when not everybody does. But I that exactly. I want everybody to live. I want, I want like Rene Russo and Anthony Hopkins to come back. Like I want, <laughs> I want, I want to go that far back. Everybody that's ever died in the series just comes back because, because we can have a happy ending. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't take away from the drama uh, that that we had to to get there. I loved it. I I, I loved it for for many different reasons. I thought it was hilarious. Um, were there any other scenes that that jumped out at you that you uh, really enjoyed? I, I liked I liked a lot of the action the action scenes. Domino was amazing. The best. The best. Stole yep. every scene. She's driving she the she's driving the truck or whatever. Leans back, shoots off the gun. Like oh, it was so mm, it was so good. 
Domino's the best. I'm watching Atlanta now, the Donald Glover series, and she's in it. And it's funny because I had seen one episode of Atlanta uh, like two days before. I just started seeing the series two days before we saw the movie and then saw the movie didn't make the connection, then came back, watched the next episode of Atlanta, and I was like, oh, that's Domino, what? <laughs> <laughs> She's really good in Atlanta, too, but she was she was just fantastic in uh, in Deadpool. Really liked that character. Yeah. She- I don't know if she's anything like in the comics, because I, I don't remember reading much of her in the comics, and I haven't read the new, the new Gail Simone series. I haven't read anything about her yet, but... Um- so a lot of times I get introduced to something in the comics and I'm or in the movies and I'm like, uh, maybe I want to read some comics about that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm interested in her character now. Let me tell you about this game called Fort Parker's Crunch Out from Mega Cat Studios. Actually, I'm I'm just gonna read what's on their website. It says Fort Parker's Crunch Out is a collaboration between Mega Cat Studios, Devolver Digital, and Take This for the label's first ever Super Nintendo Entertainment System release, starring the company's larger than life CFO, Fort Parker. The game aims to raise awareness of the all too real issue of game dev crunch through a playful look at the pressures of game development, exaggerated by the menace that is a game publisher executive. Devolver Digital is donating 100% of their profits from sales to Take This to support their ongoing efforts to raise awareness and combat mental health issues. So I think this game is really cool for a few reasons. One, it's designed to create awareness about a mental health issue. Two, part of the proceeds go to support Take This. And three, it's on a freaking SNES cartridge. How cool is that? Crunchout is up for pre-order now. You can read more about the game or pre-order a copy at megacatstudios.com. And at the time of this recording, we're giving away two Megacat games, Crunchout on SNES and Coffee Crisis on Sega Genesis. To enter for a chance to win, visit geektherapy.com giveaway. So obviously, I want to get into um, just a little bit uh, this idea that that Russell is abused into becoming a villain into the future. Yeah. That, um, like, when we see him in the future, he's he's killing people and repeating the same exact phrases that were used on him, mm-hmm. and he basically picks up the same exact like mission. Right, because my understanding is that he's killing mutants in the future. Yeah, that that seems to be what what's going on. That was messed up. Trauma doesn't make you a villain or a bad guy. No, but I do think it's a little different. I think it's not just abuse. I think what they were doing was brainwashing, um, which is like a whole nother level. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah, trying to no. change someone's actual thinking rather than just. Um, it's more about. The other person and changing their thinking than it is about yourself and your anger um, and yeah. taking it out on someone. Again, big parallels to conversion therapy. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So brainwashing, I feel, does could have that kind of effect. I wonder what happened. Like at that moment, he apparently he becomes the villain at that moment, right? When he finally kills the 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 head of the of the rehab center. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess to that point, he was the damage was already done. Like, he was already brainwashed, reprogrammed at that point. But, but they were able to like stop the last part of it because he hadn't, um, he hadn't killed he hadn't anyone yet killed and hadn't anyone. had a you're test, right. a taste of it. Ah, uh, yeah. yep, yep, yep. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Maybe he was just like killing tons of people. Maybe it wasn't just mutants in the future. I don't know. We don't know. We only see him killing mutants. Yeah, 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 yeah. But Cable says like he kills a lot of people. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, well, he does say my people. 
Maybe he does mean mutants in the future. I want to see this movie again. <laughs> <laughs> it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. One thing that was kind of kind of crazy, the, the subtitles I mentioned before, they were, subtitles are always distra- distracting, right? So I'm watching the movie, it's in English, and there's Spanish subtitles. And usually it's exactly the same. Uh, and there's something that you don't translate, like names. Right. And at the beginning when they're talking about baby names, and they're like, Todd? No, not Todd. Anything but Todd. We can't call him Todd. Mm-hmm. Every time they said the word Todd in the Spanish subtitles, they said the word Chayang, hmm. which is the name of a Puerto Rican like pop singer. <laughs> and like you're like, why like a, did they change it? <laughs> but but it made it a hundred times funnier. <laughs> right, right in context, yeah. It's like I don't know. It's like if they call him I don't know because it's like a funny name. It's like if in it's like if the subtitle said I don't know like Yanni or something like that. You know? <laughs> You're like you're like yeah I know I know like that's a guy that does music like that's a weird name that like play, yeah we that, can't call yeah, him that yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> oh man uh, that was pretty funny and then uh, at the end when he's when when Deadpool is is dying and he's like I see I see the light I see something right and and then he's like oh no that's not the light that's something else I forgot what what he said exactly but in the Spanish version he's like I, I I'm, I'm nearing the end I can. I can see Mama Coco. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. I lost it. I lost it. I wish they had done that here because people would have got it. I know. Oh. I know. I know. It was so funny because um, I'm assuming that these are the Latin American subtitles. They usually do different ones for Spain. Mm-hmm. Um, it depends on the movie. But to put that there, uh, it was and it was so funny because I'm, I'm trying really hard not to read the subtitles. But the words Mama Coco were just like so, like, they just popped out at me. And I, that's what, that was like my Brad Pitt moment. I went to my girlfriend like, did I tell you Mama Coco at the bottom? What was that? <laughs> <laughs> so, so for a movie that like breaks the fourth wall and is already hilarious, like I had an extra layer of uh, comedy on top of it. And that was... That was pretty great. <laughs> uh, one scene that stood out for me and everybody next to me, I, mean, I went to the movie with a bunch of guys uh, like and, and my wife and my wife and I didn't find this scene disturbing, but they did when it was the, the bottom half of the baby and he was going full <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. The guy's like, not again, DP. Why? <laughs> not mm-hmm. again. It's like, this has happened before. <laughs> and Josh Brolin is just playing it straight the whole time. You know? Right. Like, right. Like, that's not necessary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when he says the proposition and then everybody's like taking turns to make a joke about it. Yeah. I, I just, I just love how they played off of them. But that was, that was hilarious. I mean, the first movie they did it with the small hands. Here they did it with the, with the baby legs. What do you do next? I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, that part was pretty movie. disturbing. Uh, yeah. It was hilarious, but there was like a little bit of discomfort. Yeah. When he did it, when he did a basic instinct, that was. Yeah, that was. That was yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But the look on his face, it's like he knows like oh, everything was perfect. It was so. It must have oh, been man. easier for them to play that scene because it's all CGI. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. I couldn't see it. Uh, I want to know what their reactions were to watching this scene in the premiere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you did you go to like a, a packed? Uh, oh yeah, theater? it was sold out. Yeah, yeah. it was sold yeah. out. 
Yeah, um, I can't watch movies anymore. Other if it's not the first couple of days, because it's not. It's not that, lately. I've been wa- like I, I watched Avengers: Infinity War with uh, like a couple of weeks afterwards with my mom. And it was like you know people weren't laughing, people weren't screaming, applauding. Yeah, and, and it's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. It depends oh. on the movie for me. If it's something that uh, a big blockbuster like geeky Marvel, DC, yeah. list, that kind of stuff, I, I'll go opening usually opening night. Um, yeah. Other movies, eh, eh, I could wait. I yeah, could, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. You know, like the yeah. big blockbusters, the, the geeky stuff. Yeah. Uh, so the last thing uh, I want to bring up is that um, Ali shared a an article with us in the Slack channel. Mm-hmm. Did you read it? No. It was, um, I don't read anything Ali sends us. <laughs> you shouldn't. You shouldn't, really. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't disagree. But I ha- uh, but I do remember um, seeing other posts about it. Um, but I didn't, what did I didn't, what did you see about it? This is uh, the the fact that um, Ryan Reynolds was uh, dealing with anxiety by doing all of his interviews as Deadpool. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I that's what I remember. Um, but yeah, I think yeah. I think the point of the tit- at least the title of the article Ali sent us is that. He did this interview as himself and had to deal with the anxiety of it without being Deadpool to kind of explain what was going on for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying, you know, the article just goes into the fact that like he he deals with anxiety with, with a lot of anxiety, and it it's easier for him to do all this um, media coverage for the movie if he does it in character. So we're recording this after I did my presentation with Gil Simone. And I hadn't done a panel in a while. It's, it's it had been a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, my girlfriend afterwards, she my new girlfriend had never seen me at one of these presentations. So she was like, "You covered yourself up a lot, right?" And it was one of those things where I was like, my my elbows were on the table. I was like leaning forward. I I wore a hat to it. Like I wasn't like standing up super straight with like my chest out and <laughs> and my and my head exposed. You know, like I was I was pur- purposefully. Uh, like you know, like curled over and like uh, oh, had I a do water bottle. Panels. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like because like I feel like, if it, if it wasn't Puerto Rico, I would have worn a hoodie or something or a jacket. You mm-hmm. know, because like I don't know, it it, it feels it, you feel less exposed, right? Yeah. You feel and it, it's way easier to do it that way. And it was way easier for me to to like wear a hat and kind of like cover myself up a little bit to do this. And because of that, I feel like I was able to perform well during the during the panel. And I guess I wasn't worrying about all this other stuff. And I don't know, like it eased my my anxiety a bit. So I, I totally understand like him like being okay with playing this character, um, being covered from head to toe, even though it's like skin tight and all that. Like mm-hmm. I guess he doesn't have the, the, those like body issues, but <laughs> but it's still like it's not him, right? It's, it's so it's so he doesn't feel anxious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can absolutely relate to that. And I love that that story is coming out and he's talking, you know, about it and and. I think it's very good. I think I don't think a lot of people were able to relate to that, and you know, not everybody can dress up as a character in in all uh, situations. Yeah, <laughs> like I was able to wear a hat because this was Comic Con. You know, there are other events where I probably I wouldn't be able to pull that off. What you can't go to like a professional presentation at some like psychological association or something and wear a baseball cap. <laughs> Not that I wouldn't. You know, it's like like a work meeting or something, yeah. and everybody's in suits, and you're like, "Oh man!" But that's fine. when you that's when you uh, show up dressed for the job you want, and you wear a Batman suit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> 
that cow is uh, sends a message. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's all I got for for Deadpool two. I don't want to go like play by play. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. I want to see it again? Well, hopefully, you've seen it and haven't uh, listened to all these spoilers. Also, yeah, I'm sorry if I spoiled Infinity War at all for you. Yeah, hopefully you've already seen that too. <laughs> so, so yeah, so again, this is a, just a bonus episode. After this, there will be um, a regular scheduled episode, and then we'll have another one of these bonus episodes um, when when Solo comes out. Woo! I'm more excited for Lando. I was about to say, is that the Lando Carizian movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> is that Solo, a Star Wars story starring Donald Glover? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So please let us know what you thought of, of Deadpool. I, I I thought it was a lot of fun. I would like to know what you thought um, or certain scenes. Here's a little here's a little foreshadowing, Lara. Mm-hmm. Uh, next week there will be a new way for for us to interact with listeners um, for listeners to interact with us um, about uh, different stories and content and stuff what stay tuned yeah let us know um, ask us questions with the question queue that's geektherapy.com slash qq or just let us know on twitter or facebook uh, on, on twitter we're at geektherapy I'm Josue A. Cardona and Lara is at geektherapist thank you for listening and we'll be back very soon <laughs> <laughs> you've just listened to GT Radio on the Geek Therapy Podcast Network for more about Geek Therapy and all of our podcasts, visit geektherapy.com. And for extra content, including our monthly book club and other perks, consider becoming a member of Geek Therapy on Patreon for as little as $1 a month at patreon.com slash geektherapy. 